Guys, welcome back to the We Make Supplements podcast. Today, I have my host, Sean Marzalek. Say hi. How's it going, Encore? It's going good. We have a special guest <laughs> I'm today. I'm the host today. Wow. All the way from New Jersey and Irvine, California. Ooh, we ooh, have- At the same time. Uh, <laughs> should I call you DJ Riz? Should I call you Riz? Jigga RZ? What name should we go Listen, with? Listen, we're, we're not going to go back to our previous lives, right, Sean? We're going <laughs> to talk about our current lives we, right we now. We can't talk about our AIM screen names? Oh, yeah, yeah, AIM. I love AIM, but I think they deaded that. So let's not talk about dead topics. Let's talk about current topics. What I know is every single time I talk, so I say my name, Riz, and clap. Right? <laughs> no, man. Damn it. You I told me everything I know about sound. That's not how this works. My God, I'm so old school. I got to get up to it. We're talking about AIM. Now we're on video. All right. Ooh. So uh, Riz and I have been working for a long, long time in the, the world of marketing. Right? I don't know if you know this, Sean. I do, but, yeah. Um, I think we started off in in the DJ gig a long time ago, throwing parties, yep. and uh, we've been through a lot of different companies and changes. But Riz, why don't you tell us what you're doing these days? TikTok. TikTok. That's, uh, that's my focus. You're just uh, voice, all, lip all, singing. Lip singing all day. Because I can't really sing, so TikTok was perfect. So you're doing the LL Cool J thing. <laughs> a couple dance moves. Well, you don't have to really dance as much. You just got to look as pretty as I do. All the girls I see on TikTok are dancing. No. <laughs> They're not even singing. Stop checking out girls all the time. Listen, uh, I'm I'm on the latest platforms just to get out whatever I need to get out. <clears throat> Sometimes my phone number. Okay. <laughs> Other times it's business. <laughs> so yes, I'm on uh, the current platforms. Whether it was AIM in 1999 <laughs> or it's TikTok in 2019. But you doing anything cool these days? Are you having your what own you, agency? What are, you, what are you doing on MySpace these days? Oh, listen, I, I tried to go on, but uh, Justin Timberlake, he bought the platform and he shut it down. It's not working out too well. <laughs> Got it. Um, what happened to that? I kind of disappeared, right? You know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. He was in a bar, all right? And Tom from MySpace was like, I got a great idea. We're going to bring it back. We're going to make you into this brand ambassador's influencer. Mm. I'm going to sell it to you for $50 million. Was it $50 million? $50 million. Yeah. So Justin Timberlake did buy MySpace for $50 million. Yes, a did. portion of it. And what year thing? was this? It's like only a few years ago. <laughs> it didn't last too oh, long. Man. Sean, we missed out, man. That was that was the <laughs> boat we should have jumped on. I would have sold him uh, your space for, you know, 10. You're <laughs> 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 out of a deal. Yeah. So I, I think it's fair to say that you're probably an expert when it comes to micro-influencers. I mean... Who is what is an expert? You know, how do you define an expert? I mean, you're not a you're not a hairdresser, you know, housewife. I mean, I do Sean's hair all the time. So. <laughs> nice, fresh, clean. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mr. Clean. <laughs> you, you guys have all the jokes today. Jeez, I'm like feeling left behind. This full head of hair. You know what I am? Life is short. I'm here to have a good time, and um, sometimes to do that, you have to be current with things. You can't be, you know, a blast from the past. I tried. I, I wore bell bottoms and it wasn't really working. So what's cool now? What's cool now? Um, in the world of business, I mean, when it comes to online, that's really the word, cool. How do you make a product cool? How do you make yourself cool? How do you make your page cool? And that's I just, what sells. I just say you get Sean to post with it. Oh, that's it? Well, I mean, when you have the exorbitant amount of 800 followers that I have on Instagram. It works every time. <laughs> so I wouldn't call that time. a micro. He gets me <laughs> screenshots. <laughs> screenshots. Like, yo, this girl wants to buy the products under a link. So, so I defined influencers in multiple different um, uh, angles. There's a macro scale, right? A few hundred thousand or more. I say even a million or more. The reason why the numbers are changing is because our population is changing and the platforms is onboarding more and more people. So as there's more people on the platforms, the actual influencer, which is a macro scale, something that's higher, 
can change. How many of those people are real on these platforms? You know what? That's a great question. Not only real, how many of those accounts are actually still active? So you could have mm -hmm. a lot of dead accounts. So someone I mean, has my dad account. has an Instagram account. You're, listen, your dad and your mom is vicious online. So um, <laughs> They comment on everything. Everything. <laughs> so if we're talking about micro-influencers, I also want to talk about senior citizen on Facebook. The amount of senior citizens that are on Facebook right now, um, the baby boomers, is actually higher than the number of active people from what we used to think was um, the purchasing power at the 25 to 34 on Facebook. Sean, we got to come out with some joint supplements immediately. Yeah. Start marketing on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the real estate industry, if you look at that, um, I mean, right now people are selling the 55 plus homes i myself have just uh dedicated the past few years moving my family there um but the baby boomers is who has the purchasing power right now a lot of people aren't looking at that even from a supplement standard they're the ones that's going to take the supplements and they're the ones if you're looking from a digital marketing angle they're actually online they're active they're reconnecting with their high school their college all yeah, their friends and um the things that we're avoiding like turning off our phones um shutting down apps and everything. They're not. They're bored and they got money. So do you see anybody in the supplement space marketing and doing well to the 55 plus? I don't even see that many people in the entire business space really marketing and doing that. You know, um, there is a great, um, uh, it's a great company that I follow from MIT. It's called MIT Age Lab. So I've been following them for quite a long time. And um, I think the, the CEO of it, uh, Joseph, he uh, he just does these amazing studies. And you know, every five to 10 years, it's something that's great to just have a statistical data to follow what MIT releases. And, um, and depending on whatever market you're in, you should definitely follow that. And I think in the business you guys are in, it's great data. This is just recently released in 2019. He's been talking about it for a while, but he has statistics now to prove that the 65 and older market is the purchasing power in America. And it's affecting every single industry and most industries, they're reactive, right? So uh, instead of being reactive, as a lot of people are online, we need to plan accordingly to it. So I would definitely highly suggest targeting influencers in that industry. Um, so is this, is this the guy that's the pimp at the old people house? I'm all pimp at all. <laughs> you know, DJ Riz back in the house. In chica, chica. <laughs> yeah, killing it in B-52. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we talk about this all the time. Um, the millennials have yeah. this concept called FOMO, right? Yes. Where they're constantly checking Snapchat, Instagram, yes. TikTok, whatever it is, to Your see what's happening. Notifications right? even. But uh, do you feel like the 65 plus market has FOMO? So I feel like how social media was 2012 to 2015 is the trend that um, the baby boomers are going through right now. So it's great for us who's been in the industry and following influencers, micro-influencers, nano-influencers, looking at different um, top markets you know, by state or whatnot. We could take that same data and actually um, target the baby boomers. We will have three years head start right now. If we start right now, leave this podcast right now and go, and we'll have a three years head start and uh, statistical data of how we've been marketing online to the baby boomers, same exact way as we did in the heyday, it's 2012 onward. So, so when it comes to their actual purchasing, do you, are you familiar with, are they purchasing online or are they getting their ads fed to them online and then they're still in the mindset of, oh, hey, this is available at X retailer, so I'm gonna go pick it up there? Or are they actually going to websites and having things delivered through direct-to-consumer or Amazon? Yeah, so 55 to 70 market is actually very comfortable purchasing online. Um, 
thanks to Amazon and even Walmart. Walmart recently has been promoting and marketing a lot to get on the online space. And I believe actually Walmart really understands the baby boomers market just a little better. Um, and they decided to target them a little more. They have a nice hybrid solution, which is what I would suggest as well, a hybrid solution on purchasing online. At the same time, you know, a lot of your products are you know on shelves everywhere. So if you give that opportunity, um, come try out, take a look at the product at you know this store or at our showroom, and uh, we'll send it back. For them, it's about reliability, right? So um, the, the money-back guarantee, the 30 days, um, including free shipping and handling and stuff like that, that is where it's going to really um, give you guys the edge over anyone else. Okay, let's get down to some nitty-gritty. If you're a brand out there watching this podcast, how do you go and find an influencer in the 50-plus space? Do I don't know where to go find an influencer in the 50-plus space. That's a good question. Senior home. <laughs> no, you senior Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the truth is, um, there, there's a lot of places, you know. Um, I don't want to be stereotypical. When we were recruiting different influencers, it wasn't just online. We would host events and everything. The, um, the retired community actually has a lot more time than anyone else, right? So where are they going? You know, where's the well-to-do retired individual going? Um, they're going to golf courses. You know, there, there's a lot of activities. Just like the world has been working towards, let's say, the peer-to-peer -peer market, the Ubers, the Airbnbs, whatnot, um, a lot of businesses and industries are catering to the baby boomers that's retiring as well. So follow those trends. Which companies is actually catering to them and work alongside with them? They need help, and they're looking for people to work with. I promise you they are not on the digital space right now. So as advanced as you guys are, hop on and not only come as a brand, as a product, but come as a solution. Come as a digital solution. Sean, it's a wrap. I'm going to put in my two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to go open one of those booths on the golf course, just like how these model <laughs> agencies will be sitting at the mall waiting for a 16-year-old to walk by. <laughs> I'm just going to wait for like a dude with a pimped-out kid to come by and be like, hey, man, you want to make some extra money? <laughs> Listen, I I'll, I'll tell you something right now, okay? This is something I was going to do, and whoever's listening to... I'm kidding know. about my two-week, Sean. I'm still, still going to stay here. <laughs> no, no, I already noted that down. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the, um, the golf courses... Um, they are packed seven days a week. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sean's an amazing golfer. I believe it. I believe it. Um, 8 a.m. onwards, so 6 p.m. onwards. It is packed. It is the best networking opportunity. Um, if well, you to, to, to that note, I mean, to answer your, one of your questions there and bring up another topic, I mean, I think one of the most successful, um, well, I don't want to say most successful, but one of the most well-known uh, joint drugs. I think Phil Mickelson was the ambassador oh, yeah. for it. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I mean, a lot of the commercials out there, I think that was more pharmaceutical than, than nutraceutical, but, mm. um, and you know, he's one of the most well-known golfers in, in the yeah, world. Trust, reliability. That's the most important. I mean, so like some test boosters, Tiger, if you're watching, let us know, you know, we can endorse Tiger. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, what are they looking for? They're looking for the same thing that we target to the younger generation, but they actually appreciate more data right? Knowledge, information, um, blogs, um, giving them knowledge on why certain things are important at their age. A lot of the uh, tests and everything is targeted to people 40 and older, 35 and older for men. 
um, what do they need at this age at 55 and older? The the longevity, the age longevity crisis is a big issue, right? Um, Sean, you're like 500 years old, so I'm pretty sure. You know, 502. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Had it off. Yeah, for the record, you're not that much younger. <laughs> hey, but I got red pants on, you know? I feel <laughs> slick right now. I can't see it, but I do. Um, so uh, the problem is people are living longer, right? So there's many problems. There's a financial crisis. The retirement plan is a 20 to 30 year plan, right? The entertainment plan. What the hell do you do for an extra 20 years? I I'm a numbers guy. Okay. So that's my, that's my real skill in life. Numbers. What is an extra 20 years? Let's break it down. That's 8,000 days approximately. So people are going to live another 8,000 days. Hey, supplement guy, that's another 8,000 pills, another 8,000 doses that you could sell, you know? Calculate it that way. Explain to them what do they need? What are the other issues they're going to run into? Work with the, the medical fields. Yes, where are you going to go? Go straight to the hospitals. You know, Pittsburgh is known as, you know, the one of the meccas of, um, of research and science for health. I would go straight there and find out what are the um, problems that they're running into and work with them alongside to help them find a solution as well. Let's talk about that for a second. So I was reading this one article that said that the 55-plus market, 85% of them don't trust over-the-counter supplements. Oh, wow. They're going to their doctor to find out what their doctor's prescribing. Now, interestingly enough, sure. a lot of doctors are launching their own supplements, right? I mean, we yeah, have a couple in-house right now. But yeah, Some of my biggest clients are launching their own supplements. Yeah. But they're going to these doctors for obvious reasons, right? I mean, yeah. there's already a big trust issue with supplements now, sure. right? Label claims not being accurate. I mean, we know what happened with SDC when we started. I, I think about alternative medicine. A lot of people that are older are now turning toward, towards alternative medicine because they don't trust the current doctors and pharmaceuticals. So, I mean, that's a ridiculous stat, right? 85% yeah. of that population is yeah. only going to a doctor to trust them. I mean, there's not enough doctors launching their own supplement lines. What's the reason behind that? You guys have any idea? Why are doctors? Not, why are they not? Because there's only a handful of them. That yeah, are I mean, they're, they're jamming in as many patients as they can a day yeah. for billing purposes, right? I, I could tell you right now, personally, because I have doctor clients that are great friends of mine, time. Time is the most valuable thing for they just don't have enough time they have multiple practices multiple places to go to tons of customers um time when are gonna when are they gonna do all these things when they're about to launch to all their customers all their needs you're looking at over 100 SKUs, right okay well let's talk realistic if you're a doctor mm. and you have this patient base let's say 2,000 some people that you see over the course of a year yes. right unique at least 2,000 at least um i mean mlqs are thousand bottles two thousand bottles what, what kind of products would you start with I mean, well, you can't depends say depends what kind of doctor right? you are, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say you're a um, you know generic physician, internal medicine, having your own practice somewhere, doing primary care for you know, people that are coming. I'm trying to throw out as many words as I've, I've learned. Um, <laughs> but the scenario here, right? Like, what types of products would would should they be pitching? I mean, I don't know specifically without you know recommending something to a patient that I've never met. But I mean, clearly, I you know one of the things that I I see as people reach 55 and plus is, is the protein supplementation, right? I mean, you know, it's the muscle degradation that happens as you get older, the bone density issues as you get uh, older. So supplementing with, with protein would probably be the simplest and easiest one that I would think of first. But there's probably other ones, fish oils, um, joint supplements, things like that. But uh, 55 and plus, I, I, we've seen this trend where people that are getting older are realizing the benefit of, of protein supplementation. Okay. I mean, you heard it here first. Sean says you need to have your own protein if you're a doctor. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you're the, that's the important right? thing, what Sean just said. Um, you know, the the stigma of taking pills in America, especially with the older community. Um, I mean, I look at my grandmother, I look at my father, I look at my uncle. They got a whole pill box. They don't want to take it, you know? So do something. Making pro- a smoothie is a little different feel for them, I is what agree. you're saying, right? Absolutely. makes a huge difference. So going that route, it's, uh, it's a great way to start at least. Yeah. You know, again, knowledge, explain to them why they need this, not just prescribe, Hey, you, you need to take this and without any, because I'm selling it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. If you give that knowledge, um, I think they themselves will virally promote it themselves. So look, I ran a test run with my own father and uncle, you know, my father personally, that is not one easy man to deal with. Okay. Very educated man, multiple masters. More, more degrees than we could think of. Absolutely. You know, he had so many degrees that I didn't need any, you know. <laughs> but um, but I, I did a test run without him knowing of uh, him trying to promote a product on Facebook. And I saw my man doesn't have, at that moment, I think had 40 to 60 friends, right? It's a lot, right? Um, but what happened was, it was so interesting. He liked the product so much. He generally liked it. He put on the link on his Facebook, just like we would ask an influencer, but without me telling him, okay, without the company telling him, he put it on there. And in his page, there was over 20 comments from his buddies. And every single one of them asked him, where can I get this from? So that's organic. You know why? It's genuine, it's genuine. right? Yes. It's genuine. So the ability to find influencers and replicate the formula that we did in the past um, with the younger generation for supplements, I believe is something that, you know, your company and any other company can do. Again, it has to be genuine. Yeah. Well, you see, well, let me comment on that because, you know, I've read articles. I don't know how true they are or not. I haven't vetted them, but you see these influencers with, you know, a million followers and they launch a t-shirt and a t-shirt line and they sell two t-shirts in 40 days or something, right? I've read a lot of articles about well, There's not proper like management. I'll tell you, you have a couple <laughs> hundred thousand followers. You reach out to Rizzy Riz right here. We'll be selling hundreds <laughs> a month. So, but then you have somebody that maybe only has a hundred people that they're actually friends with. And, you know, you could just in one link post of like, hey, this has changed my life or helped me in certain ways. And, and there might be, you know, 10, 15 sales out of that. I mean, that, there's something to be said about that, I think. Well, let me ask you. Um, I know one of the questions you guys asked me, you know, what is my niche right now? And it's micro-influencers. Um, let me ask you, Sean, who was the first influencer you remember? First influencer mm-hmm. I remember. Correct. Wow, oh, geez, I don't, I don't know. I mean... That's a tough question. I can I don't. Nobody's coming to mind. It's like no. the actual Uncle? first influencer. I mean, probably a Bollywood actor. Okay. Maybe thought, Michael Jordan with shoes, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, from sure. my from yeah. my youth, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who my first influencer was. It was my mother and my father. They were the first. Yeah, that was so politically correct. I hope my parents <laughs> aren't watching this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's the truth, you know. When we were growing up, um, it, it was my mom, it was my father, it was my teachers, right? Um, these are the people that was my influencers. That's what influence is. So if people really understand the basics of what an influencer is, it's not a celebrity, you know? It's not someone that you haven't really met. It's someone that gives positive influence in your life, whether you decide to get your first car, you know, um, my favorite color is probably because of something that my father said. Um, the reason why I chose certain educational routes is because of, what they said or maybe not said you know influence could be positive or negative it comes multiple ways right so if if everyone understands the basic of that 
That's what a micro influencer is. No, that's, I mean, that's very well said. I never even thought about it that way, but you're right. Like when people think of influencer nowadays because of social media, they think like some celebrity, some well-known person. Correct. And the reality is, is there's a lot of people in your everyday life that are influencing decisions that you make for products or services or even just decisions you make. So it's interesting to hear it put that way. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When Mike wears like a hard rock t-shirt the next day and I wear like my Star Wars t-shirts because I saw him wear something cool the day before. (laughs) Right. Mike, just quick shout out. Thanks for doing all the camera work. (laughs) (laughs) So that is um, the best way that I can describe the difference between an influencer and a micro influencer. A micro influencer is someone who directly influences you. Okay, your daily lives, someone that you can really connect to. An influencer is someone that you probably never met before and um, has probably self-branded themselves as an influencer themselves too. What's a nano-influencer? So a nano-influencer is something that you know I coined and a few people in the industry coined. I mean, there's uh, multiple different categories, right? You could call a local influencer, you know, where you geographically fence what your target area is for your client. I deal with a lot of uh, mom-and-pop stores, right? It's been around for 30, 40 years, and they just need help in the whole digital marketing aspect. So in that case, I'll geofence an area that um, works for them. Some clients two miles, some clients 10 miles, whatever the case is. Um, Pittsburgh, I think 10 miles will cover all of Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did laps around the city in 30 minutes. Not bad. I like it, you know. But um, so so Nano will be something in a smaller scale for maybe a, a retail business. The 800, you know, um, the 800 followers, maybe it's a police officer, you know, a firefighter, an EMT, um, a, a doctor, you know. So someone. local mayors. I think that's the sure. yeah, that's like a great, textbook way yeah, they call local it. local brand ambassador, absolutely. Okay, so, so uh, that's kind of time for us today. Do you have any last questions for me or Sean? I, no, I mean, I just want to know why you guys brought me on board besides, you know, my beautiful bubbly personality. I tricked uh-huh. you into coming into town. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I figured, like, it was the least I owed you. No, I think uh, the best thing I got out of this was was your um, definition of a, a micro-influencer and, and really put it in perspective for people to, to open up their minds to, like, how valuable the micro-influencers can be because they are influencing people's lives just versus we're just throwing out the word influencer because somebody is a celebrity. So that was – I think people are going to get a lot out of that if they're uh, promoting a brand or, or selling products or services. Awesome. Hopefully uh, you guys got your tacos worth, you know. Guys, I work for tacos. So if you ever need to hire me, I'm a very simple man. Are we talking yeah. about the spot in downtown? Yes, that was amazing. T-A-K-O. T-A-K-O. Yes. Shout out, right? I, I pretty much KO'd after I ate all those tacos. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that's all for this week. So thank you so much for coming on, cool. Riz. We really appreciate you coming out to Pittsburgh. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Cool. Thanks, guys.